in the morning. When you want the news, you need the front page every hour on the press box. Nothing's writing on this except the uh, First Amendment, the Constitution, freedom of the press, and maybe the future of the country. Not that any of that matters. And now, the news. The Blues. One game, two over the Colorado Avalanche, four to one to split the series. And the St. Louis Blues outplayed Colorado. Expected goals were 4.3 to 1.7 in favor of St. Louis. David Perron scored twice. He has seven postseason goals, by the way. Um, we Nathan saw McKinnon said they stunk. Yeah, we saw last year Colorado round two dominated game one against the Golden Knights. Seven, game one. two, they won game two, but it was a much more evenly played game. If right. not, Vegas was better. And then the Golden Knights won four straight right. and knocked out Colorado. Are we going to see that again from the Avalanche, where they look unstoppable, win a first game of a series, look great doing it, and then I mean, lose? I don't know about that, but this is not a waste of eight days. Well, they won one, so I mean, at least nine. At least, <laughs> <laughs> at least it's a waste of nine days. <laughs> I'll say they're good enough to win the series. I, I, I don't, I don't think you're you're talking about another Golden Knights comeback. I fully expect them to still win it. Um, but St. Louis did get the split and they go yep. back home. Not that I expect them to win the next two at home anyways, but can you imagine had they gotten a bounce in overtime and oh, won they're up two Oh, then we'd have different yeah. opinions. Now, granted St. Louis, I don't think they got a shot on goal in that overtime right. period in game one. That's how bad they were getting beat in that game. But like they were in overtime, they get one yep. like weird Lucky pass bounce. that leads to a breakaway. Yep. Like they'd be up two Oh right now on Colorado and we'd be talking about the avalanche somehow being even more disappointed than the maple leaves despite winning a postseason series great question thank you tampa beat florida in game two ross colton scored the game-winning goal with 3.8 seconds left essentially a hockey walk-off and tampa now leads that series two nothing going back home for games three and four I mean, I said it the other day. You can't. I don't know how you bet against this team. I, it, it's weird. Vasilevsky, thirty-five or thirty-six shots. The best. I every time I think of Vasilevsky, I think uh, of Kucherov after being completely drunk after winning last year. Guy from Vegas. Guy from Vegas. Such BS. Such BS. <laughs> that was beautiful. The Florida Panthers, zero for four on the power play last night. They still have not scored a power play. It's goal. in the twenties now. Yeah. This is like. We, we talk a lot it's about like bad power plays. Like we talk seen, a lot about bad it. power plays. This is getting beyond Golden Knights bad on the power play. Their, their well, power especially play, since they're such a better team. Their power play is so bad that the TNT crew interviewing David Perron after they beat the Avalanche made a joke to David Perron about, hey, the Panthers could use you on their power play. Like, it's so bad that other games, other players are getting jokes about it. Like, they're horrific on the power play. Like, it's unbelievably bad. And they managed to win one playoff series, but now they're going to end up getting swept by Tampa if they don't score one. This is weird. This is a weird sidebar. But I will tell you this on the um, Blues Colorado. You know who's doing a really good job on the broadcast is Shane. The, um, Shane Knighty. Shane Knighty. Yeah. Uh, I think he's actually doing a really good job. Yeah. He uh, doing what, a really good job. Is Dave Gosher doing a second round series? I know he did a first round series. They did the first round series. Yeah, I can't remember. I can't remember if I've heard him doing a second round series. I think he's really good. It's a sidebar. It's a sidebar. I think the Golden Knights have a good broadcast. I do too. I think Knighty and Gosher. Gosher and Knighty are really good. Are a great duo. Not that Darren Millard guy, though. Well, he's a maroon. 
That's a great, great question. The Las Vegas Aces beat the Minnesota Lynx 93-87 yesterday. Jackie Young, 25 points on 8 of 12 shooting. But they honored Bill Lambeer last night. He was there. That was the game. There you go. Remember yesterday, I'm like, I don't know what game. I don't know what game they're honoring this guy. And then, like, before the game, I see the tweet. I'm like, oh, tonight's the game. Tonight's the game they're honoring him. So Bill Lambeer was there. Did he drive his tractor just straight (laughs) across the the, the court? Um, I I was watching the TV broadcast, so I can't confirm or not if this is true. But after the game, some players went over and, like, gave Bill Lambeer a hug. I don't believe Kelsey Plum was one of them. She was not one of them. I don't think she was one of the ones that went over to give Bill Lambert okay. a hug all after right. the game. All right. um, Held I, her back. I will make my single concern about the Aces again. The Aces bench last night scored six points. Raquana Williams was out. She's their top player off the bench, but they got six points. They scored 93 in a game. Six came from the bench. They have got to hope for no injuries. They have exactly five players yes, on this team, exactly. and that's it. Becky Hammond, she expects a lot. Second straight game now. She wasn't happy with some things. Good for her. I like expectations. Yeah. Don't let them wallow in their success and think that this is going to be easy. Sounds like Bill Lambeer. Yeah. Was he ever happy? <laughs> when he was on his tractor. I can't believe they got him off his tractor to come back to Vegas. <laughs> He'd left some stuff in the office. Ah, I see. Step back one-legged. What kind of shot is that? Have you ever shot that shot? Do you work on that shot? So the Nick Saban-Jimbo Fisher feud has been tremendous. There are SEC rules that state you can't, basically you can't call out anybody else in the SEC for cheating. Uh, Ross Bjork, who is the athletic director at Texas A&M, he called Nick Saban's comments a personal attack and said that Saban is lashing out because he's threatened and said this is personal. Yeah. Can anybody tell me why Nick Saban would, be, would threatened be threatened by Texas, by Texas A&M? A&M? I mean, I know they beat them last year. That that did happen. But Alabama, you know, still went to the college yeah, football Yeah, they still playoff. went to the final. Um, Jimbo Fisher, four seasons at Texas A&M. The only time he hasn't lost at least four games was the COVID year. And they went 9-1 and one that year. But, like, he's an 8-4, and 9-4 and four coach right. is what he's been at Texas A&M. Sure, you beat Alabama, but there's no way... Nick Saban's looking around being like, oh, oh I got to worry about that guy. This Texas A&M team, they're, yeah. about to, they're about to end my dominance yeah. here. If there's any former coach, he's more worried about Kirby than he is Jimbo. Jesus. Such a weird. <laughs> <laughs> Did Nick you ever like think in your life you would name. be having a serious conversation involving a man named Jimbo? <laughs> Jimbo and Kirby. And somehow Ed Ogeron was in this conference at one point, too. Next question. The Philadelphia City Council passed a resolution naming Joel Embiid MVP, most valuable Philadelphia. Oh, man. So tell me what's worse, this or when Steve Sisolak said he was going to plan a parade for the Golden Knights even if they lost the Stanley Cup final. Well, that didn't happen, right? It did not. It did not. So this actually happened. So this is worse. I think this worth this actually they followed through with this. If and actually the parade did this, had gone through, then that's by that far would have been worse. Okay, by far worse. There's no question for second place <laughs> in a professional sports league. Is Philly soft? What are we doing here? We're giving yeah, out fake what's MVPs. Here? I thought Philly was supposed to be tough. Yeah, suck it up. You lost the MVP vote. There's not a more valuable Philadelphian, and they're out people out <laughs> helping people and. Trying to get people off Where, the streets. Where's that one guy from a few that? years ago that caught the baby out of the uh, burning yeah, where's house that guy? and then took a shot at Nelson Aguilar? I Has mean, he done anything recently? He's the most <laughs> valuable Philadelphian, right? I just, 
Of all I mean, the cities in this country that have a reputation, I am shocked it is Philadelphia that goes soft. That is like we're giving away a participation trophy because we're mad at how this vote went. They built a a statue of Sylvester Stallone. That is the city we're talking about here. I don't, know literally, about, I don't know enough about the Rocky movies to know if that's a good or a bad thing. It's really sad when the most famous thing, until they won the Super Bowl, the most like accomplished thing their athletics had ever done was Rocky, a movie. Is it? In terms of Philly? I mean, I guess Dr. J, J played there. Dr. J played there. The Phillies have won the World Series Yeah, they've won the World before. Series. The Eagles? Maybe. I, I mean, I'm not saying you're wrong. I, they don't. I, now that I'm thinking about it, it doesn't seem like they have the greatest sports history for a town that has all four sports, and we generally consider to be good. Just, I'm just, I'm. We're gonna build a statue to Rocky. How many uh, Rocky movies have you seen? None of them. None. I've been to the Rocky steps though, but I haven't seen any of the movies. Creed. You didn't even, you didn't even see the original just to watch it. No. Wow. All right. I mean, I'm like, he loses or something, right? The first one. What a bum. They built a statue for a guy that lost? Well, the first one's like a good movie. Yeah. And then the second through all the other ones. Well, when they get to the other ones, it's, you know, yeah, it's it's, it's more of a. No offense, but it's the John Grisham book after the firm. Any of the books after that are just like, hey, if I write a book, they're making a movie about this, (laughs) and I'm going to sell a million books, and I'm just going to become worth more millions. So. Strategy. Huh? It's a good strategy. Oh, hey, if you hey. can make it work, I mean, you know, take 10 minutes and write the second book and they'll make a movie out of it. Next question. Max Scherzer will miss six to eight weeks. An oblique strain is his injury. He took himself out of a game two days ago. So the New York Mets are paying Max Scherzer and Jacob deGrom $76.8 million Combined. this year. Uh Neither one will pitch for at least the next month. DeGrom could be longer than that, as Scherzer is as well. Two older guys. DeGrom's not that old, but Scherzer is. Yeah, but he's had a ton of injury issues already. His body's old. Yeah. Scherzer the other night, I love the, uh, eh, that's it. I'm done. Sit me out for two months. the, the... the slashing of the throat saying take me out right now Mets are off to a great start I think they have the second best record in the NL right now uh I do they've been very good pretty much everywhere I am curious to see how like does this have a big impact where you've got to go potentially two months without your two best starting pitchers and like if they're healthy the best one two starting pitcher duo in the league yes absolutely like do they take a significant hit can the phillies or the braves sort of it's the leads the lead seven and seven and a half yeah like they're they're off to a really good start right we also saw the mets what what did they the record they set last year was like the most days spent in first place but missed the playoffs or something like that like they just collapsed last year in the second half of the season so we really kind of have to wait until at least August to be like, oh, yeah, the Mets are actually going to hold on to this one. Uh, but I do wonder if there's a big enough hit from losing those two. I mean, the, Braves are, period. the Braves are still eight back. I, I've been telling you guys they suck. I know they I watched them win the World Series, but they're not any good. Well, but they don't need to be good until the trade deadline whenever they acquire all of their talent. <laughs> The team below them are the Nationals. Hey, we want that Soto guy. <laughs> they're gonna have yeah. They're gonna have Soto and, and Carlos Correa and 
whichever 40-year-old pitcher becomes available. No, that's the thing. They didn't trade for good players at the deadline. They traded yeah, for you're bad right, players. Right, right. And it was like Jorge all Soler, Soler yeah. is all of a sudden, I'm the best hitter in the yes. sport for a month. Genuinely a guy who played for both of my family's teams and both times <laughs> we've been like, how does this guy keep getting work? Man, you know, that's a great question. The Golden Knights have a new ECHL affiliate. They dumped the Fort Wayne Comets. And they are now affiliated with the Savannah Ghost Pirates, which I think might be my favorite minor league nickname slash logo in all of sports. It's pretty good. Have you seen their logo? I've seen it. Yeah. You Ghost Pirates logo is guy. terrific. You know and, I'm not a logo guy. I think it's very, very good. And it's also Ghost Pirates in Savannah, Georgia. They have a lot of like ghost history yes. and a lot yeah. of pirate history there. Like it fits very it's well. Very good. No, it's the very city good. They're in. Very good. I like I like the logo a lot. Logo's a ghost with like pirate hat yeah, and eye patch and stuff like that. It's great. Phenomenal logo, phenomenal nickname, one of the best in all of sports. I wish we had more fun stuff like that here. Coming up next, Golden Knights. They hiring a coach anytime soon? This is the press box with Grainy and Bischoff. When do you think the Golden Knights hire a coach? Ooh, within two weeks. Two so weeks. Within, uh, so within, within two, two weeks. weeks from today or within two weeks from when DeBoer got fired earlier this week? Well, of course, by then they hadn't thought about it. Hadn't thought about it at all. About it at all. They no were going to start at 2 p.m. that day because <laughs> McCrimmon's press conference got over at 142. Gave himself, you know, 18 minutes to have some lunch with McPhee upstairs. And then... Uh, <laughs> And then I think they're going to do two weeks. So I guess it'd be a week from that. It'd be within the next week because it was two weeks from then, we said. Okay. Who hasn't? Yeah, has it been a whole week? Not, not yet, but okay. by All the right. by next week, it'll have been right. one full seven days uh, from then. I'm, I'm curious to see. We have not had, unless I missed something, we have not had any reports of any interviews, right? No, but I did see on Twitter the other day, it was pretty funny. Someone said, my dad saw Barry Trotz in downtown Summerlin, and someone wrote back, did you see this? Yeah, because there's no other bald big guys in downtown Summerlin. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you never see you never see them, so it's probably Barry Trotz. <laughs> we, we've seen... <laughs> we've seen some reports... From other teams that have had some interviews. But we haven't seen any from the Golden Knights, which no. I guess could just mean the Golden Knights are doing a good job not letting any information get nah, out there. But it's tough with the national guys. I feel like we would see if they had interviewed Barry Trotz, we would Yes. No, yeah, we knew he we knew he Barry interviewed Trotz. in Winnipeg within like two seconds of him right. arriving in Winnipeg. And I think there was a Philly interview as well with Barry Trotz. Did he go through that too? I think so. Or or it was scheduled or something like that. So I have to imagine when they interview Barry Trotz, we'll find out about it and probably if some other do. names. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. If they do. Um, we had Ryan earlier this week. He gave us the name Ricard Ronberg, the yeah. Swedish guy who has yeah. not coached in the NHL, but has coached uh, the Swedish national team, has also coached the a profe- he's currently coaching a professional team in Sweden. He actually coached William Carlson at one point when he was uh, with Team Sweden. Do you believe... And this is sort of applying how they've handled their player acquisitions and applying that to the coaching search here. Do you believe they could hire a new coach or a coach that doesn't really have name power like a Ricard Gronberg from Sweden? Yes, because I think McCrimmon likes to have a lot of control. And with these last two guys, I don't know how much control he had because they were established, strong resume, 
names. I I almost believe. Look, I don't know if it's going to be Ricard Gronberg, but I almost believe it might be a guy like that. Where, I mean, we probably maybe have heard of the person. Maybe not though. Maybe we haven't heard of the person. It could be an assistant somewhere that, like, I mean, I other than the Knights, I couldn't tell you an assistant anywhere. You know, I mean, on on in the NHL, it could be someone like that. Where this time around they have even more control because if you're like an assistant getting your first job and the GM wants to have daily control, I'm not so sure you're telling the GM no, right? Um, if you're Barry Trotz, you're saying, you know, it's my show. Yeah, get out of I don't office. know if McCrimmon necessarily loves the fact that it's someone else's show. So I joked about this when they fired DeBoer. McCrimmon just named himself head coach. If the objective here is <laughs> they to haven't have named control. anyone yet. If the objective is to have control, why even have the middleman there? Just do it yourself. He coached the Brandon Wheat Kings before. Yeah. Let's do it again. I guess in that case, you're much more likely to get fired. But Would that mean he'd be dual, or would McPhee have to be the GM again and talk to the media? I mean, I in name, he could be dual, so McPhee right. never has to talk to the media. <laughs> why would he want to? But it's, uh, listen, when they named... McCrimmon, the GM, Bill Foley's quote in the press conference was nothing changes. So McPhee's still the general yes. manager here. Like it's not like any, it's not like McPhee's not making decisions for them. I'm just, the other part that I'm curious on is if we, if we believe McCrimmon's press conference, when he said like we presented the firing of Pete DeBoer to Bill Foley and he, you know, signed off on it. Right. How do they sell Bill Foley on, okay, we fired that guy. We're going to hire this guy who's never done it before. Like, is Foley on board with that? Is he like, great, I want something completely new, completely fresh? Or, like we've seen with their player acquisitions, does Foley want the shiny thing? Does Foley want the well, the best option available, or the obvious best option available, like a Barry Trotz? I'm just, I'm curious how that, if you if you have to go to Foley and sell, hey, we're hiring this guy from Sweden who's never coached in the NHL. Um, sign off on it. I know we just fired the guy who took us to back-to-back conference right. uh, finals, but this guy, trust us, is better gonna, and he'll do work a out. better job. He's going to translate from Sweden straight over to the NHL. I'm not so sure that's what he meant by small tweaks. <laughs> I don't think that's what he meant by small <laughs> tweaks. The other guy, the keep name we heard a lot was Rick Tockett, and I don't know if... He's obligations with TNT. Doesn't well, I mean? I, I think Bill Foley's got a checkbook. I'm sure he's got a buyout he can pay to TNT. Yeah. like, and you can also announce the guy as the head coach, and he can keep working nights right on TNT. until the until the Stanley Cup's over, yeah, or something like that. Like, and it's whatever. It can't be that big of a arduous right. task task for him. Who has the Stanley Cup Finals this year? Do you, either of you know? No, ESPN or TNT. I'm on it. Okay. I, I mean, that'd give him an extra two weeks right. to get going if that were if if it's on ESPN. So I just I think I think the NBA is on ESPN, so I'm guessing hockey is on TNT this year. But I I don't know. You can inter, you can interview and agree to a oh, deal you could with interview Rick him. I mean help you could interview him anytime. Every offseason, Mark Jackson gets brought up as an NBA head coach and he's calling games throughout the playoffs, yeah. which by the way, I think NBA teams just float Mark Jackson out there. So whoever they do hire is actually viewed as, Oh, at least it wasn't Mark Jackson. <laughs> wasn't Mark Jackson. I don't understand how Mark Jackson keeps getting floated out there as names. I know he was, listen, the golden state warriors became one of the best dynasties. As soon as Mark Jackson was gone, 
Like it's like they made the playoffs under Mark Jackson, but as soon as he was gone, winning the title, nobody can beat us except for that one time LeBron had one of the greatest moments in NBA history, right? Like immediately the Warriors became unbelievable when Mark Jackson was gone. And I don't I can't imagine anybody watches Mark Jackson call games and thinks we gotta no, have this no. guy. ABC. Okay. So it's an ESPN. Yeah. ESPN Plus as well, which why? Right. If you don't have ABC. I mean, I'm pretty sure with like like a coat hanger, I can get well, you, you ABC. You, you just have a phone, Jared. All you got uh, is a okay. phone. Yeah, you pay for ESPN Plus, you can watch it. It's all you got for you. So, hey, oh, look at that. Hockey's going to be on ABC. Look at this. ESPN so, actually cares about the sport. What, the once. NBA goes to TNT? Yeah. No, uh, I thought the NBA was on ESPN uh, this year. Slash too ABC. Bad, I, want but the, I, guess I want the post game to be the other guys. Is Yeah, everybody's always disappointed yeah. about that. Yeah. Jared, look this up as well. Got it. NBA finals starting in before the Stanley Cup final? I don't know if that's... I feel like that's accurate because the... The NHL had their Olympic break, even though they didn't go to the Olympics. Right. They had their Olympic break, right. which pushed the schedule back, which is why the NBA playoffs started so much earlier than the NHL playoffs. Right. So I'm assuming there's going to be a later finish in the NHL June than the NBA. Second. As Jared does calculations in his head. June 2nd is the NBA start of the NBA finals. Uh-huh. Yeah. Can't start before then. Okay. Yeah. Game one, June 18th for the Stanley Cup oh, final. Wow. So that's, that's a big break. 16, yeah. Okay. Yeah. 16 days off. So the NBA's, if the NBA goes to game seven... The, well, their final game will be on June 19th. No. So NHL is way after that. The NBA, fi- what is that? The NBA finding a way to take 17 days to play seven games? Yep. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the, the NBA is incredible about that, where they'll just be like, yeah, here's three days off in the second right. round. Like, what? How, yeah. how, why? why? Like, meanwhile, the NHL is they making... They had that with the Suns and the Mavericks. Yeah. Meanwhile, the NHL is making Florida and Tampa play back-to-back yeah. games. Like, yeah, there we go. There's there's some concert at one of the arenas, and they're like, all right, we're just going to play back-to-back instead of giving you an extra day off because screw you. we got to get through this. We don't care about your back-to-back. We don't care about this. It's unreal there. So do you think that they will end up going the sort of no-name, no-big-name coach because of I mean, the I guess define big-name. I mean, well, new, the, the yeah, the Swedish guy would yeah, be not Ricard Ron, Gronberg, like a Assistant. new a new coach, right? Not Barry Trotz, not Rick Tockett, not somebody that's had, not Joel Quinville. Which I'm gonna say, yeah. You think I'm so? gonna say, yeah. I'm that gonna say that McCrimmon wants the juice. Yeah, that'd be fascinating if they do that, and then we get. I don't know if we'd get reports of it, but somehow eh, McCrimmon's got his hands all over everything. Right. Whatever it would be, that would be interesting. By the way, we might need to do that at some point next week. Darren Millard mentioned Joel Quinville yesterday when we talked to him. Uh, some baggage there. If they hire Joel Quinville, yeah. oh my God, yeah. that is the worst hire yeah. you could possibly make. The guy lied about knowing about sexual assault because he didn't want to interfere with their playoff run. Right. How in the hell do you and hire I think, that guy? I think Millsy kind of put that to bed also. Why do you, why was it even brought up? He was on, I mean, he was on lists right right when DeBoer got fired. He was one of he these was? guys. Oh, yeah, he yeah. was on lists. Yeah, he was on lists. He was put out there. What are we doing? If they hire that guy, of all the things they've done to, like, anger the fan base and bad moves or whatever, that'd be worse than yes. all of them. The guy's oh. technically still suspended. He's got to, like, meet with yeah. the NHL he's if he meet with, another job. He's got to meet with uh, Bettman even if he gets hired yeah. somewhere. I can't imagine them doing that. They did that? Oh. 
I don't think they'll do There's that. There's no way. No, it'd be I one of the dumbest things that. they could possibly do. Do they really? They hate. Mm-hmm. They hate negative publicity. Like they, you, you, you write one thing that they don't like, and they're all over you. So, if <laughs> are they sending you emails, Ed? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, so. I don't think they go down that road, man. I don't think. I think there's way too many other options for them not to go down that road. Is he that much better? Can't be. He can't be that much better that you would take on yeah. that publicity hit. Why would you do that? Coming up next, Jamison Welch joins the show. It's the press box with Grainy and Bischoff on ESPN Las Vegas. I can be your hero, baby. Love it. Joining us now, Jameson Welch. You can follow him on Twitter at the Jameson. Two E's in the uh, Jameson. Do you remember the NBA playoffs being so hot and cold when it comes to three-point shooting and teams going from shooting like nineteen percent to fifty-one percent from game to game? Never, because this has never been the case. Uh, it's one of those things to where the way the game is played has changed drastically. Where the objective is to get a good three instead of a good look. Like, that's the thing. So when you have teams making 10 threes a game and going against a team that made 20-plus, you're going to get these widespread situations. But also, think of it like this as well. Um, a lot of teams have guys that are shooting a lot of threes that aren't good three-point shooters. So if you're, if you're the primary base of your offense is to shoot threes, well, you'd hope you'd have a team full of guys that could shoot it well. But if that's not the case... It's going to be very difficult, and that's why, like you mentioned, we have a lot of hot and cold results, and the last couple of nights we've had blowouts, which is not good for business. When you, if, if Luca and Steph is somewhat of a wash, does Golden State win, like, the next five or six matchups? I mean, they should. I mean, it, it's one of those things where Golden State has a better team. They're the veteran team. Like, they've been there before. They have the experience. They defend better. They have the coaching edge. Like, they have all the things, and they have home court. So it's not like... You know, they have every advantage you could think of. Like, Luke would have to go off, but they would need Brunson and or Dinwiddie to also go off, kind of like they did in Game 7 of the previous series to even have a chance. Because you look at the rest of the roster, they don't have a lot of other guys that can get their own shot or can create offense. They got a lot of standalone guys, like Reggie Bullock is a standalone three-point shooter, 3-and-D guy. Same thing with uh, Finney Smith. So you don't have a lot of guys that can literally – go get theirs. Now, they get hot from three, that's a different story, but that, you know, that doesn't happen every game. Is that their only path to winning this series is having four games where they hit 20-plus threes? They have to hit 20-plus threes and also defend a lot better. And what I mean by that is you can't let the Warriors out-rebound you. you got to make Kevin Looney a non-factor. You have to contain Draymond Green to where he's making more turnovers and points. Those are the things. Yes, the threes matter, but you also have to turn the Warriors over. That's where you beat the Warriors is with turnovers, forcing them to turn the ball over, making them have to be very, very good on the possessions they don't turn it over on in order to compete. Because that's what happened in the last series is that, you know, the Warriors turned the ball over way too much when you look back at it. Uh, it's kind of uncharacteristic of the, the type of turnovers they had. But with that being said, uh, Dallas would have to first knock down some shots. Like that would help create pressure. If you're not, it's hard to turn a team over when, you know, they they don't really have anything to worry about. You know, if you're not making threes, you're not making shots, if you have empty possession upon empty possession, the Warriors or any other team don't have to worry about having to score this time down. What did you pick before the series and now what do you think? Oh, I had the Warriors winning. I had it like close to like Warriors in like six or seven now. 
Yeah, it might be five. I mean, to be honest with you, now, Luke is a bad man, and he's very, very good. But, man, it's just a tough – it's a tough draw, man. Uh, they're not – the talent gap, we look at the names and the, the, the players – is different. Like the gap between, you know, after Luca, the next four or five guys are probably Warriors that you would pick if you had to pick teams. So it, it's just a rough draw. Now, as good as, you know, Brunson and Dimity have been in this, these playoffs, I would probably still take Jordan Poole over them. And that's no disrespect to those guys, but Jordan Poole has been great in these playoffs for the most part. So yeah, like that's kind of where I'm at with that. But with that being said, Still got to play the games. Uh, Dallas has adjusted a lot in these playoffs in every series they've been in. Uh, they did beat Phoenix at Phoenix for Game 7. So they do deserve some credit. But uh, the way things are looking, this probably a short series. Looking back to that Phoenix series, did we maybe see the end of Chris Paul as a significant contributor on a contender in that series? I mean, he's 37. I mean, what 37-year-old point guard have we seen play at a high level in the NBA? I've never seen it, and it's kind of honestly rude for us to expect that because we've never seen that, especially for a guy that's always hurt. He gets hurt every year. It's always a random injury, so this is kind of what it is. Um, They need to get another guy to where they're playing Chris 20 minutes a game, 25 max, because his body can't go. He got hurt somewhere in that series because you saw from the first two games to the rest of that series there was a huge difference in his gameplay. They said he had he may have had a quad injury or whatever it was, but you can tell something wasn't right. And when that takes place, uh, Devin Booker was the only other guy that could really create his own shot on that team. Dallas basically doubled him on the catch and shadowed him and made someone else beat them, and they weren't able to do so. And the next thing you know, it's a 45-point game in the third quarter, and it was time to do something else. Uh, Miami has only outscored Boston one of eight quarters, but they did win the game because of quarter three in game one. Has this been this lopsided? I mean, is there is there any chance for Miami here? Miami has a shot. I mean, they're going to make some adjustments. Uh, they do need Kyle Lowry back. Like, he has to play if they're going to win this series. Uh, but also, like, the biggest thing I'm looking at is Bama Abayo. He has to play better. Like, it's a must. Like, he cannot, for the money he's making, for the skill he has, for the production he has provided, he is underwhelmed severely, and that just can't be the case. Like, this is the playoffs. Unless he's hurt or something's wrong, he has to play better. And as of right now, he has not lived up to the bargain, and that's a problem. Now, he probably played better on the road? Probably. Like, there'll be some adjustments made, but if he's going to take six shots in a game, then that's not going to cut it because Boston has two guys that can score over 30 in any night, and Marcus Smart plays pretty well. He's gonna, he can get you 20. Uh, the way Horford, Grant Williams are playing, they're going to need Bam Adebayo to be the best player, the best big on the court. If he's not going to be that, then this series will be short as well. Do you enjoy the Bob Cousy, J.J. Redick feud? Absolutely. Absolutely. So <laughs> here's the thing. We've all seen Bob Cousy dribble with his right hand and his head down. We all know that's <laughs> not bad. Like we've all seen the clips. We've all seen it, yes. However, I can't slander him because he was playing who was in front of him. So I can't say his career is this, career is that, because all he did was play from his error and what he did. Would I pick him as my point guard if I had the first choice? No. It would always be magic, and that's for different reasons. But uh, at the same time, I can't discount what Kuzi did in his error because he was the man in his error. Uh, but, yes, I do enjoy it. It is funny. 
I'm glad Bob Cousy is, is alive and well because some of these old players, you just don't know. You know, you really don't know. But it is fun to see the back and forth. But a lot of guys unfairly compare the players of the 60s and 70s to plumbers and firemen and trashmen and all that. But a lot of those guys were just as skilled as today's guys. They just didn't, the game wasn't as wide open, so you never got to see them showcase their skill set. There's clips of Will Chamberlain shooting hooks out from 25 feet and swishing them. So it's not a lack of skill. It's just the way the game was played back then. Who do you think it was? Like a grandchild? Like who do you think it was that came to Bob Cousy and said, you got to hear what J.J. Reddick said about you and your era? Oh, it was definitely a family member. It was definitely a family member <laughs> for sure. Because remember, J.J.'s on ESPN every morning now. So, you know, he's getting off tapes and, you know, getting his basketball knowledge off. So it's definitely a relative. I would probably say is a grandchild. Because, you know, at that age, your siblings are – you know, we all know what it is at that age. So it was probably a grandchild of some sort. Would you pick Chet Holmgren number one overall? Absolutely not. Uh, there's no <laughs> way I'm picking a, a big guy that has problem putting on weight. Um, the last few times big guys have been picked hasn't really been great. I mean, Aiton was number one a few years ago. Eh, I mean, it's worked out. But, you know, there's other guys they could have picked that would have worked out better. Um, Chet Holmgren is, a, you know, very, very skilled. I have concerns about the body. And whenever you have a big that has body concerns, it never works out well. It never does. I remember when Greg Oden in 07 was the guy, and there was issues, and we saw how that played out. Um, just not a fan of big guys. And I'm just saying big like in weight, just big in size and height that have any kind of health issues or concerns. Um, he was very thin, and there's concerns that he may not be able to hold on to weight. And if you cannot do that in the NBA, you will not be able to play. And what we're learning more and more is that your best ability is your availability in, in the NBA and also all sports. So if you're going to draft him, you better have a plan. Uh, and if you're Orlando, do you need you need another big guy? don't think that's the move for them. I think, you know, Jabari Smith's probably the number one pick. I wouldn't pick Paolo number one because he's very one-dimensional. But, you know, I would probably say Jabari Smith's number one. Chef probably goes two to OKC. You got uh, Paolo at three, and then the draft really starts at four, to be honest with you. Who's the best player left in the playoffs? Luke is the best player. Uh, for what he does, uh, getting that team this far, he's definitely the best player to that teammate that good. Like, <laughs> as good as Brunson and Dinwiddie are, if he sits a play, like, that teammate that good, man. Like, it's not. Like, they have, they have a bunch of role players. They're, like, the only team left that doesn't have two all-star guys, and it's, like, evident, like, Miami has two all-star type guys. Um, you know, obviously the Warriors do. You know, um, even you know Miami, the way Boston does. But Dallas is the one team left that obviously there's no one close. Like you can't make an argument that they have a second all-star. So with that being said, it's like yeah, Luke is a bad man, and what he did to Phoenix, that is franchise-altering stuff. What he did to Phoenix, like it's truly they're going to have to rethink how they do things going forward and how they're going to build that team because of what he did to them last Sunday. Well, he's Jamison Welch. You can follow him on Twitter at the Jamison. As always, we appreciate it. Thanks, Jamison. Thank you. Awesome stuff. If you are Bob Cousy's family and you see J.J. Reddick say, Bob Cousy can't be the best point guard of all time because he played against plumbers and firemen, <laughs> are you showing Bob Cousy that? Yes. Or are you letting Bob Cousy just exist in, in yeah. ignorant bliss? Not knowing that JJ Reddick is randomly coming for him. Does Bob Cousy know who JJ Reddick is? 
I think so. He does now. At least. Well, yeah, he, <laughs> he, knows, he, does he knows who he is now. His, his Bob Cousy, I think he was on Sirius uh, Radio today, and his comment was something along the lines of, those that are less talented always try to take shots at those better than them to try to get some notoriety. So, like, he he came back at J.J. Redick and said, oh, you're not as good, good as me. It's a pretty good comeback. Which, the, he's 93 years old. Why right. would you tell him? That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> do you really go to Bob Cousy hey. and say... Look at J.J. Reddick and what he I'm giving Bob Cousy a heck of a lot of credit for being on Serious at 93 Me years too. old. Me too. Right. I mean, and he's got the comeback and yes. ripping the guy. So he's a lot more uh, into it than a lot yeah. of people younger than him. Now, one slight misstep. Not really a misstep. But J.J. Reddick was never saying he was better than Bob Cousy. It was an argument right. about best point best guards, point of, guards all of all time. Best point guards of all time. And I think it was it. Chris Russo was on there and he was like, Bob Cousy. And J.J. Reddick was like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> Bob Cousy. <laughs> but good for Bob Cousy. I'm yeah, glad we got... 93 and he's coming back. Beautiful. That's and he's on, he's on the radio? Yes. And taking good shots at J.J. ESPN needs to have Bob Cousy yes, on their show. Exactly. With J.J. With Reddick. With J.J. Reddick. Because that'd be great. Okay. So Russo would have been nine years old the last year Bob Cousy played in the NBA. Do you remember any athlete from when you were nine, nine years, years old? old? No, no. I remember the names, but yeah, like, no. yeah, but you memories? could like, no. like have memories to rank them and how no. good they were compared to others and all of that. Yeah, no, I remember. Oh. I remember being eight. Yeah, and watching <laughs> on a black yeah. and white TV. Even even if you have memories of like, oh, I remember that NBA Finals from when I was eight or nine. You don't have enough, like, oh, context to know this Bob Cousy's the best that's ever done it. And in 50 years, I'm going to keep arguing he's the best that's ever done it. Coming up next, some more baseball. You're in the press box with Tyler Bischoff and NSMA Nevada Sports Writer of the Year, Ed Graney. It may not mean nothing to y'all. The lights flickered in here right before we came back on. Um, We might not be on the air. (laughs) I didn't notice. I was on Twitter. (laughs) Hopefully we're still on the air. Does that happen? Did that really happen? Yeah, they flickered. It's happened a couple of times. I know the power went out one day. Right, right. And but and since then it, the We're lights the Raiders. Have, the lights have flickered a couple We're the of Raiders. times. Yeah. We paying bills? Yeah. Maybe. I mean they came back on. So it's true. It's true. Somebody if we didn't, somebody paid it pretty quickly. <laughs> but the lights just flickered again. So hopefully we're still on the air. All right. This is a I don't know the right word to use. I'm not gonna say fun, but there is a story on Hector Neris, who is a reliever for the Astros. When he was 17 in the Dominican Republic, here's here's how this went. There was a trainer named Jose Naval in Neris's hometown in the southern part of the Dominican. And he often tried to get Hector Neris to come out and practice. Neris would decline the invitation because Hector Neris didn't think he was going to be very good at baseball. But the trainer refused to give up. Neris was walking home from the lake one day when he strolled by the local baseball diamond. Naval saw him and pounced, getting the 17-year-old right-hander with a gun. Neris said, he told me that in my hands, I had the ability and the tools to help my mom and family get ahead. I doubted, but he forced me. I had to go practice at gunpoint. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we now know how to make make people do things. He is... He is in. I mean, he's been a major league reliever for a long time now. Um, 
He's with your club. Yeah. Is is that good, though? Like, the results ended up very good. Hector Neris has made quite a lot of money pitching in Major League Baseball. He's currently going to make at least $16 million over the next two seasons, and that's on top of what he's already made with the Phillies. But, like, the result ended up good, right? But is that actually good that somebody was like, this kid's a good pitcher, I got the gun, and I'm going to make him practice? I mean, this kind of feels like what Joe Jackson did to his kids. <laughs> Michael Jackson's dad. Oh, okay. I was thinking Joe Jackson. Uh, I was thinking someone. All right. Okay. It's true. <laughs> Do you know Joe Jackson? Michael Jackson's dad. <laughs> <laughs> he beat his kids into superstar. Yes. yes. <laughs> Okay. I guess it worked. Apparently, I mean, we have two examples of it working, and then I mean, we've got Marinovich. Yeah, Todd Marinovich is dead. I don't think he, well, he didn't go that far, but he went pretty far. It's pretty much, I went to school with Todd Marinovich when he was a freshman, and uh, it was a weird situation. It was a really weird situation. He transferred where I was at, but it was very strange to hold the father out of him. Mean, there's been documentaries, obviously, yeah. ESPN and all that, but. There was, I mean, if you're asking if there was truth to it, there was a huge amount of truth to that. Did you see him or his dad more often at the school? I saw the kid all the time. Okay. Because he was at our school. He was a freshman quarterback. Um, but he started in varsity. He was Todd Marinovich. Was but, he weird? Uh, he was a nice kid. He was, he was okay. He was a okay. freshman. So, you know, yeah. he, even being the quarterback, he was still a freshman. 